Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in. It's Sharp Money here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Farrells. Dustin Sweetelson's here. Amal Shaw's here. And now in studio, it's too hot for long sleeves for Steve Fezzik today. I was told there'd be chicken McNuggets. I don't see any. They've been eaten, I guess. <laughs> I can't claim it or not. Steve, you're dressed at least appropriately for the weather. We were actually speaking of you before you came in on this segment. I've got to ask you a question. I'm curious about this. So uh, Jeff said on Twitter, you can be a bit hasty with people. Dustin said it. Okay, they're all going to pass the ball. said it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I just I say didn't say he, he, he is like – the Battle of the Bastards in Game of Thrones. If you haven't seen it, you don't know, but it's a gif of Jon Snow with <laughs> swinging the sword, yeah. and it's a war of people coming looks, at him. And it looks like Jon Snow is alone fighting this battle and this war by himself, and Steve tends to have to do that for the betting community. Yeah. So, fair enough. I get that, but here's my counter to that. Steve, you're one of the nicest, most thoughtful people off of air, and I love the term thoughtful. I think it's always a tremendous compliment if you can use that towards anybody. And you are that way. Like, when you come in here... You're just very gracious with everybody, and you're always willing to spread your knowledge and everything else like that. So I'm a little curious why I can be a bit cantankerous on Twitter. I'm not on there enough to really know, so that's why I'm asking. I should be a, I should be a better person. This is on me. It is great advice. I'm going to blame Phil Helmuth for a poor, <laughs> for a poor influence. As, by the way, I saw Phil Helmuth like, like get, get, get like someone was was flipping him off during a heads up match. You know, just yelling at him. Um, and and Phil was getting upset about it, and I guess like, hey, I shouldn't get upset at anyone getting mad at me because I've gotten mad at others. It's an opportunity for improvement going forward. By the way, I like the Phil Helmuth comparison because Phil Helmuth is known in the poker world many times when he blows up, not the best guy, but he's actually a really really nice guy. I, I can see that, and sometimes you know it's, it, it's the act, but it, 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 maybe it's like Sybil. He's got multiple personalities. It's like, he's like, this is donkey stuff. This is supposed to be, you know, the world championship of poker. And, and we got guys calling raises with King 10 offsuit out of position. It's just donkey stuff. The only reason I'm going to put the onus on you is most of us wouldn't qualify for the visitors tour at Northwestern. You were intelligent enough to go there. And so that's why I'm just pushing back on you. Hey, super competitive school, Northwestern full of Ivy league rejects that had to go to the freezing Chicago. And they've got to chip this big on their shoulders. One of the top, I don't know if you've been to the campus, one of the top five campuses in the country. I'm going to throw a couple others out there for university of Washington and Stanford. 
I've been I've been on campus. Beautiful I've been place. on campus. It's, I mean, it's right on the water. It's, it's beautiful. What the the new facility that is going the to football? be the football yes. facility is beautiful. Obviously, that's a whole whole other uh, bag of worms going on up there uh, with everything with Northwestern. All right, uh, <laughs> all right, Steve. Um, you brought today. You brought today the playbook. I did. And love Mark, Mark, love Lawrence, Mark Lawrence, who we've had on the network plenty of times over the years here in, in, in existence of the network. You're a huge fan of the playbook, though. I do, because, you know, one is, like, remember when Doyle Brunson wrote all his poker books, and you're like, you're bringing them along, and there's volumes one, two, and three, and you got to find something, and it's <laughs> like, it's too bulky. It takes up too, too much room. I have a playbook in my car. I have one at home, and I got another one that I'm making notes all over, because if I have to look up something like, I'm playing Mississippi State to go under. I'm like, how'd they do against their opponents last year? Boom. I mean, yeah, I can look it up on the computer, but to be immediately take a quick look, last 10-year history, like pro and college, it is so fast, and, and it's a lot thinner than the Phil Steele, so I can look things up so much quicker. So this is like the, um, what was it, um, Jeopardy James, remember when he was, like, making his run yeah. on Jeopardy and doing so well, and he said, I, I, I read comic books to, like, and I don't read Hamlet, I read the comic book on Hamlet to know what's going on, or the children's book, I think he reads. So this is, like, this is your one-stop, you know, Jeopardy James guide on every team. It may not be the depth of knowledge that you want, but it'll be enough to answer almost any key question. Great breakdown there. Anything else you would advise people? Right now, we're in late July. You have been prepping for the NFL for a while now, but for many people that don't do that, what are some suggestions you might make over the next six weeks as they get ready? I would pay attention to professional bettors and their habits because there's a big difference because right now we've got so many content providers and sports betting information people, but they don't bet for a living. They've never worked with a betting syndicate before. They do a great job. It's very entertaining, and it's their job, frankly, to be entertaining. You know, it's fun to talk about sexy stuff What's the biggest underdog you can find to win a conference? Who's going to win coach of the year? Who's going to win defensive and offensive player of the year? You know, and all that stuff's really fun to talk about, but that's, that's not how we make money. If you actually look at guys like Paul Stone and Brad Powers, two professional bettors who make money, you know, in other venues as well, but they most certainly are making a good living betting. What are they betting? They're betting season wins to go over or under. There's two options. It's not finding a needle in the haystack. And they're betting games of the year, and they're finding numbers, as Paul Stone says. The reason I'm betting and tying up my money is because I'm going to take a team minus seven, and they're going to be minus 12 when the game kicks off. Well, and also, too, Steve, the last time you were in with both of us a few weeks ago, like getting the early numbers, too. They're they're out there. As soon as those numbers drop at circa just about 11 o'clock in the morning on an NFL Sunday where everyone else is – Watching the NFL, it's those guys just in there immediately trying to pick off value on the lines that are off. Now, this is a great point. So, Sunday, what's the most profitable 10 minutes throughout the betting uh, week? All right. I'm going to argue it's Sunday from 11 a.m. to 11, 10 a.m. Because now the world openers come up at Circa. You've got live wagering going on in the NFL. You can't do everything at once. Both of those are outstanding plus EV ventures to be betting live in the NFL or to be betting college football, or you can try to do both and probably lose doing both. So you really should do one or the other. So Brad Powers is devoted to, he's going to be betting those openers. I have friends who are college football experts. They're ready to go. And I've actually, for the first time, I love live wagering, but the NFL is tougher than in other sports, especially it's, it's still the first half. So the numbers aren't as valuable. 
I may well be throwing the switch and not betting the NFL from 11 to 11.30. I might well look to just bet the openers in college football this year on Sunday. I'm still considering that. Well, it's it's interesting because, like you said, usually 11 a.m. Pacific, you're at about three minutes into the second quarter, four minutes into the second quarter. You'll have the halftime lines, which are a little bit harder to beat than the live in-game numbers that you get. So it's it's interesting to hear you say that where I think you are probably right. The people who are all in on college football, look, you can get totals that are off by a whole touchdown. Oh, if no, you get easily. No and same deal with even spreads. You can get spreads that are off by more than enough to give you a big advantage. And just paying attention, I I don't know if I if I include you on, on the list of all. Um but like, like I was just looking at the screen, and there's a P- Purdue game, all right, and the ten to- points, and the total is fifty-two and a half everywhere. And one book put it up at sixty-two and a half because why? Because they had this great depth of knowledge. No, they just it was a typo. It was off by ten points. And you know what? I'll I'll be the first to say it. If um, Circa had done that, if Caesars had done that, or if the Win had done that, three places that let me pretty much play, you know, the, the limit with no problems at all. I would either bet it and alerted them, you know, to let Jeff Benson, who I love on Twitter, he's similar to me. Um, but it, it was it wasn't one of those three books. And you know right. what? It's it's like, hey, we tried playing by my rules, and that that that, that wasn't cool with them. So now we're going to play with their rules. You know, they put it up, and I'm going to bet it, and I'll send it out and let other people know because that's um, you're making it so difficult for me to bet. We'll just play by your rules, and we'll let other people bet. Uh, you mentioned the futures. You've got one in college football on a season win total with Mississippi State. Tell us which way you're leaning and why on this one. Not leaning really like yeah. Mississippi State under. Um, let me say, uh, but do both of you know Steve Mackinnon? Yes, of I don't. I don't know Steve. So um, whoever is like listening at at Veasan, they should immediately double Steve Mackinnon's salary because I can tell you as a professional better, he's about twenty times better than everyone else that that, that, that produces content. All right, maybe that's an exaggeration. There's there's lots of good content. He's significantly he's great. Steve Mackinnon is great, and he like he he wrote up like top fifteen overrated and underrated teams to consider playing over or under. And I think Mississippi State landed in the the overrated bucket. And I agreed with what he said. Go into the Vizen guide. You can read it's Steve's work, not mine. And then I looked at the schedule, and I'm like, basically, well, Mississippi State's got four wins. And three losses. I won't go and go go into detail. There'll be double digit spreads on those games. And then they play five games in the SEC. And I think all five of those games, three of them are on the road. Three of those four teams have revenge, and they're all a little bit better than Mississippi State. So they got to go three and two in those games to beat me against teams that are better than them. Good luck with that. With all signs pointing down on Mississippi State. So Mississippi State under six and a half. You can do better, but minus one fifty. You can grade me on. That's a best bet for the show. You know, I, I like the play a lot. They do have Will Rogers back under center at quarterback this year, but remember they've got a, they had a big coaching change because of the late uh, passing of Mike Leach. So that's going to be a big deal. There, Zach Arnett takes over as the head coach. And the other thing, Jeff, when you look at the non-conference, they're going to have to go four zero in their non-con games to even have a shot to get over this total. And Arizona is no longer the dumpster fire it was. Now with Jed Fish under uh, running things over there. So this is a very good play. And when you look at the road games at South Carolina, at Arkansas, at Auburn, at Texas A&M, and then at home, you've got Kentucky, who's a very solid team. Of course, Alabama, LSU, no gimmies on this schedule in conference. I think I see five. 
I think I see five wins. Five, and maybe they can pull an upset. You yeah. know, maybe they win a they, they win a home against Kentucky. Maybe they get a win at Auburn. They get they get to six, seven, and if they lose that game to Arizona, they're cooked. Yeah, yeah they're, exactly. they're donezo. You know, as as Todd Wishnev would say. They, they, that game is in Starkville, so better than having to go to Tucson, even though there's no environment. In those but I already gave them a win. Like that's one of the four wins. Yeah, they no, said I, I'm happen. just looking at the schedule. Like, yeah, those. If you're giving them the four, it has to be the four non-con because but, all those conference games, you can argue that they could lose all eight of them. And even if they rise up and play above where they should, hey, they're still going to be six and five. They're going to play Ole Miss, and they're going to be catching seven. And and we're laying minus one fifty. We, you know, we could we could play plus seven. We could play plus two thirty back if if it comes down to that final game. They did win last year in the Egg Bowl in Oxford in a game that was just so poorly executed by Mississippi down the stretch in that football game. But, yeah, absolutely. It seems like a very difficult spot. And I'm telling you right now, that Arizona game, guys, it's no layup. That is not a game you sit there and go, well, they're going to win that game. Let's go to 4-0 in the non-con. As Steve said, if they lose that game, not even going to have to sweat. To, I'm going to try to cash my ticket. You're not even going to have <laughs> to I'm going to go to the window and see what they can do. Yes. We, we have one more season win total that also involves a former Mississippi State head coach. And more with Steve Fezzik next on Sharp Money. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping the best bets on all of our shows from the hosts and guests. You'll get unlimited access to everything we do at the VEASAN.com slash picks page. Sort by pick, sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check out the top VEASAN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, ROI, and to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand going. 
More VEASAN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, 24-7 video access. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today for as low as $19 at VEASAN.com. Welcome back in. It's Sharp Money here on VEASAN. I'm Jeff Parles. I'm all Dustin. Steve Fezzik in studio right now. Steve, let's uh, let's go to the conversation we were having during during the break. We'll get to a season win total on the Zips of Akron in a few moments here. But you and I, we, all of us were talking about a game of the year that you have right now. Week three, NFL. It's the home opener for the Las Vegas Raiders. They welcome in the Steelers, who are making their first trip to Vegas with fans in the stands at Allegiant Stadium. Right now, Steelers are either a pick or a one-point favorite at most shops but this is one of those where you like this now because the way that you think things are going to transpire there's no way this is only one or a pick no way at all so you look at the season wins so pittsburgh opened eight and a half and the raiders opened seven and normally with that type of split on a season win teams a little bit better they're coming into your crib yeah make it pick them made sense except the sharp money is on the steelers whose season win numbers going up to nine the steelers um, as everyone now knows, Tomlin never has a losing year. No. And yeah, breaking news. Um, spe- special um, research here by the VEASAN staff have confirmed this. And the Raiders, they're betting against the Raiders with uh, and, and season wins down to six and a half. The bottom line is, given that disparity, Pittsburgh should be favored by three unless the Raiders have a really big home field advantage. But wait. They don't. It will be. Will there be more Steeler fans or Raider fans? I think it will be 50 50. I think I it's going to I think it's Steelers. Gonna be Steelers 65 35 would be my bet. If you said in the NFL, which team has the best road attendance from their fan base? I would go in this order. I would go the Dallas Cowboys number one. Mm. I would go the Green Bay Packers number two. And I would go Pittsburgh number three. I think Steelers is number one personally. Do you I, because well, well also keep in mind here, like not and I like the city of Pittsburgh. Yeah. I'm gonna say that just right out of the gate. But getting out of Pittsburgh later in the season is something that a lot of people want to do because the weather just goes haywire and is awful those latter months. That's why I think Green Bay and and uh and Pittsburgh are better traveling. I know Dallas has the national brand and all that stuff. But. It's a great point. So any excuse to get out of, you know, Green Bay. And and certainly, if you have transplanted fans, you know, there's there's anyone from the Pittsburgh area that lives in Los Angeles is going to say, ah, there, I'm going to go up to Vegas. It's not just people Why coming not? from yeah. Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. So, and they'll be certainly more vocal than the Raider fans. So, bottom line is, I wanted to give a, a concrete example of a bet you could make right now. Grade me at the bad number, Pittsburgh minus one. And then when this game, what what's going to happen? This game's going to close. Bold prediction: three point two five. So minus three to minus three and a half. And they're going to be cutting in line to recommend that you bet on Pittsburgh minus three. I'm like, why would you do that? You, you, you've already got Pittsburgh pick them in your, in your pocket. Raiders open on the road with two pretty difficult road games too at Denver and then at Buffalo. Yeah, the Bills are on a short week, but that's going to be a pretty big line regardless. It's been a big long-term trend of Denver being dynamite, winning straight up weeks one or two right. in the regular season. The idea being you're not in shape from the preseason, and then you got to go – to altitude and teams wear out in the Denver altitude early, very early in the year. Even so, though Denver did win that week two game last year against Houston, they did not cover despite uh, 
Hackett's best efforts to uh, lose the game outright in that you, one. You know, some of these Denver year. decisions are uh, were, were just uh, so humorous. Like when they, they once tried a 65-yard field goal on like fourth and nine. <laughs> and and, and it, that, that, that was the one at Seattle, I think, yeah. right? Yeah, Brandon yeah. And, and it's like, do you, do you think that maybe like he thought he was still in Denver? Or that maybe well, Seattle's in the mountains. I think, I think I think he panicked. I think that's the simple. Well, because remember they ran the clock down too. Yeah, tick. It just, tick, uh, tick. just. Oh by, my By the way, the clock management in football is borderline criminal. You know, in all sports, if, even with all like, like we got all this money ball with baseball. Like he gets on base, it's obvious. Get on base, and now you still hear people say, "Well, we're not paying him to get on base." Yes, you are. You're paying everybody to get on base. I tell you when. There's one example. Like it didn't matter, but San Fran is trailing one to five or five to one, as most people would say against Detroit, ninth inning man on second. Well, the first base is open, but first base doesn't matter. You're up four runs. So, you know, toss it underhand. Let the guy hit a bomb. No, but that, that would hurt my earned run average. So the reliever walked him. Didn't matter. Next guy being out. But it's like, how can you ever walk a guy with a, with a, with a, a you know, a multiple run lead in the bottom of the ninth ever. I, I love the point you made. We were watching the game in studio and I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, throw three meatballs. If they launch it, they launch it. You still are in a great position. It drives me nuts when pitchers come in and then they get the 0-2 count. And then all of a sudden they're going to get a little bit cute, throw two in the dirt. Nobody swings at them. And then you end up walking the guy. Just there are certain time and score situations. The risk is worth the reward. And the batter's going to be selfish. If yeah. he knows he can hit 500 on a, th- on a pitch, he's yeah. going to go ahead and swing rather than, you know, t- take a walk. You know, it's all about his stats long-term. So let him, let him hit the ball, hit a line drive. Maybe he'll go at somebody. Well, and then in football, I mean, look, fourth down decisions have become a just ridiculous content all over the place at this point. You know, one thing, and I obviously Staley took it to too, too, too far, but it went in doubt. And I completely just disagree with Lombardi who I respect greatly, but it's like, he's like, what's wrong with threes? You know, what's wrong with it? You, it, it it's not worth three because when you're on the five yard line, you kick a field goal. The other team doesn't get the ball on the five. They start on the 25. So they pick up like 1.3 points in field position. So the field goal is really only worth a net 1.7. You go for it. St- Staley really did. Do damage yeah. for everything. And look, in all honesty, that first year, the only one that was like, okay, you cannot do this was the one against Vegas the final week of the season. Yes. Inside your own 25, fourth and one, you have to punt the ball. You like, do. Even, even what, regardless of what the numbers say. And you handed the Raiders points off of that and you lost the game in overtime. Exactly. I, I think you guys both make excellent points. And I think a lot of times the score scoreboard time scoring situation, to me, what drives me nuts is in the first quarter. You've got a fourth and three at the seven-yard line. I mean, go for it. It, it, Fourth and two, It's you know, I just don't understand so many times playing so conservatively. And you see the ease with which teams score in the NFL. You can't be passive. You know, the number one thing at the end of the half, and you see this all the time, is a team will have like a fourth and, and six from midfield, and there'll be like 12 seconds left, and they'll just punt. And it's like, Call what do you think your opponent wants you to do? It's like you are, if, if there was a betting line, who will score yeah. here at the end of the half? Well, the, no one's going to score if you punt. But if you go for it, you're like a minus 300 favorite to be the team that gets the score. And yes, it's, the other team could potentially get a Hail Mary and beat you. You go for it. It's like it's, it's overwhelming on that side. Timeout situation would impact that, too, because if you throw an incomplete pass in five seconds, other team has one timeout, they could get three points out of that. They could, but they're still monster. No, they're huge You're right. So instead of three yeah. to one, it could be two to one. Right. It's still but, never – I don't care the timeout situation. It's right. never going to tilt to where it would be right to punt. But there's certain situations – forget the clock management. I remember I said to Michael Lombardi one time, I said, let's say your team is up by 14 points with seven minutes to go and Steve's team is punting to Jeff's team. 
I'm like, if I'm Jeff's team, I'm not sending anybody back to return the punt. He goes, why not? I go, because the fumble is a loss of 40 yards. I would rather have the ball bounce around and start at my own one-yard line with possession of the football than have to worry about a potential risk because the punt return is the greatest play where you could have a potential fumble. To me, they don't – I don't understand. They're so cautious about so many things, but then they don't really mitigate real risk. My understanding of the punt return teams is that the job of the punt returner in those situations is to fumble, and the job of the (laughs) kicking team is to have the receiver – have everyone shoot downfield and knock the ball into the end zone. That's what I see. (laughs) Steve, before we let you go, that one other season win total in college football, Akron. Three and a half Joe Moorheads there. They showed some progress at the end of last season. Yeah, Akron really played way better than their two-win season, and they they're covering like a crazed team. And because of that, you know, I'm taking a look at Steve Mackinnon's schedule here. What's this? Akron's only supposed to win three and a half games. Well, they're laying 26 against Morgan State. That should be a win. And they're laying five and a half against Kent State. So right off the bat, bang, we've got two games that we look like we're going to have wins in and a whole bunch of competitive games Buffalo, uh, Northern Illinois, at Bowling Green, Ohio, they, winnable games. And I'd be very surprised with the curve going pointing upward if Akron doesn't win five games. So we're going to go over three and a half, late 50, or over four, even money. Yeah, Banks will take over the West Virginia transfer under center this year. They were a bad team last year, two and ten, but uphill is the only place they can go at this point in time. I mean, they, like Steve said, they were a covering machine by the end of the year. And they lost every Close lost, yeah. game. Yeah, they yeah. could easily, if, if they win four last year, then their season win numbers four and a half, right? Where it should be this year. So, the, you know, when you go to the extremes, when you have a team that's supposed to only win three and a half or, or, or nine games, that extra half game in the NFL, it's probably worth 45 cents. In college, it can be worth like up to 70 cents to get that extra half win. Steve, uh, one last thing before we let you go. Uh, whenever you see Wishnev next, just ask him about the wedding gift he gave me. The wedding gift. Just ask him about that. I I, I will do so. I I, I literally texted. Todd is like, he's great cover. You would never believe how good he is sports betting. So I have the utmost respect. And I, I really text him daily. A- ask him what he got me. You'll, I know you'll appreciate it. I like this. Steve, pleasure as always. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Of Thanks course. for coming in. Ben Raven covers the Lions for M-Life. He joins us next. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Download the DraftKings app today, and new customers can bet $5, get $150 in bonus instantly. Use promo code VSIN when you sign up. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Welcome back in. It's Sharp Money here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles. Dustin Sweetelson's here. Amal Shaw is here. And now joining us. He covers the Detroit Lions for MLive uh, out of the city of Detroit, of course. You can find him on the tweets at Benjamin S. Raven. It's Ben Raven with us right now. Ben, thanks for hopping on with us today. Hey, absolutely. You know, we're full on in camp mode, so you hit me up anytime. I'll be here. <laughs> absolutely. And, uh, Ben, let's just start with what happened earlier today. Uh, yeah. uh Looked like it could have been a significant injury right out of the gate for C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Uh, it looks like for now that he escaped the worst of it. Just uh, what, what what are your takeaways here, especially if he has to miss at least a little bit of time? 
Hey, the, the positive update was honestly shocking, shocking to me because I was probably five or ten yards from on the sideline from the point where he went down today, and it was just, uh, you know, I'm not going to speculate on anything, but it was just bad news, and it was bad news immediately. And you see a guy get carted off like that, and the team captains are coming over to console him and check on him. I mean, it was uh, so. All this is pretty big, big good news so far. We'll hear from Dan Campbell tomorrow morning, but yeah, losing him would. Absolutely hurt just because a uh, fellow free agent addition, Emmanuel Mosley, sounds like he might be a little further away than returning. So all of a sudden, your new look secondary is down to Cam Sutton. It's the, the only standing of these new guys right now. But hey, right now, the reports on John, Gardner Johnson are that he avoided a major injury. And I mean, I think it was even Field Aids of ESPN tweeting that he was day to day at this time. So I mean, that's, a, that's beyond belief, best case from what I saw happen on the field today. Ben, Jameer Gibbs comes into this team as the 12th overall pick. I know the criticism simply based on where he was drafted. Tell me your thoughts on how he's going to fit into this offense and what the potential is, because for people that maybe that didn't follow him at Georgia yeah. Tech and Alabama, he is a tremendous threat out of the backfield, not only running the football, but to, particularly receiving the ball. Yeah, and he's going to fit in very, very well with this Ben Johnson offense in Detroit. I mean, I was asked the other day what kind of role I saw, and it's it's going to be similar to DeAndre Swift, but I do think it's going to be a little more evolved for that. I think the Lions are going to run a lot more two running back looks this year with David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, but both on the field, just based on Gibbs's receiving ability. And it's easy to say receiving ability, just thinking pass catching. This kid, they're running him out of the slot and motion him out of the backfield out wide. They really do believe his route running ability and the early returns are that he's pretty advanced for that position, that age. And I mean, I, I just see Ben Johnson has proven an ability to keep his passing attack and his offense fresh. And I mean, if they have at least four out of the five projected pieces on that offensive line, I think there's a lot of food to go around for both of those running backs. And Gibbs could have a really active year kind of running and catching the ball big time. Ben, uh, just uh, moving over to, the kickers real quick, because the Lions have two on the <laughs> roster. Hey, hey, it's a different looking thing. And Riley Patterson, of course, was there in 2021, was with Jacksonville last year, now back. And then uh, John Parker Romo, who was really good in the XFL for San Antonio there as well. Just I, what's the thought process here for Campbell and bringing in a pair of kickers here for, for training camp? Yeah, I was pretty shocked. I mean, shocked, lightly shocked by the Badgley cut the other day just because he really did feel like the incumbent and the clear-as-day pole sitter. But uh, Riley Patterson and Badgley are pretty similar. They're not going to kick, kick with Justin Tucker distance-wise, but they are as clean as it comes from less than 50, 51 yards. So, I mean, there's some reliability there. Patterson was clean in his brief run here in 2021, went to Jacksonville, had some success. I mean, he was the same kicker there, but, I mean, Romo, he's a wild card. He's a legit wild card because he showed up in the spring. We haven't seen much of it yet in training camp, only two days in, but he showed up in the spring, and he hit, like, a couple back-to-back 60-plus yarders, and it's like we just haven't seen that leg in Detroit or in Allen Park at the practice facility since they let Matt Prater walk a couple years ago. So it's trying to, like – I'm not going to sit here and say Robo's going to win the job, but it's wide open just because Patterson is the same kicker that they cut 11 months ago. And Robo's big late. I mean, he's a, he's an absolute wild card. If he can clean it up and be a little more consistent from the medium range on that extra point, he's got a really chance. He's got a real chance to upset Patterson. I think. Ben, right now the lions are plus plus one forty to win this division season. Win totals mm-hmm. nine and a half here. 
Uh, tell me where you come out on either one of those. If you like, obviously, if they w- let you like them to win the division, uh, they're probably going to go over nine and a half wins or at least have a potential. Tell me just your thoughts in this division, because right now it feels like there's a couple of teams in Minnesota won 13 games last year. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think people are discounting Minnesota's season last year. I know it's easy to get caught up in their close game wins and stuff like that. And easy to predict it's not going to happen again, but that's still a talented team, but a quarterback who we absolutely know who he is. And so I'm not completely out on the Vikings and the Packers, I think are getting slept on way too hard. I mean, obviously the offense is going to get, it should regress some, but that defense is like loaded. I mean, they might have seven or eight first round picks on that defense open the season. But even with that said, I do think this is the Lions division not to lose, but I do think they are the favorites this year. And uh, I think in my game by game predictions, I had them at 11, 11 wins. So I'm on the right side of that nine and a half total, but I do think they'll win this division, but I do think the Packers, are a lot more sneaky than people are giving them credit for. I mean, if Jordan Love is an average NFL quarterback, that team's going to win some games based on their ability to run the ball and that defense. In Minnesota, I mean, they might not win 13 games again, but I think we kind of know that they don't have a floor that's not eight. I mean, their floor is like eight, nine, nine or eight. Like, they're going to be in the mix. They're going to be in the mix. But I still do think the Lions, I mean, if they can keep their pieces out there, if the pieces that they brought in can be on the field, that new look secondary can be out there, they're – they're going to be tough to beat in that division. I mean, that, that, that offense is legit. Ben Johnson, you know, I mean, getting him back is the biggest coup of them all, I think. Ben, Jared Goff is the blank best quarterback in the NFC. Oh, in the NFC. Yeah, you know what? In the NFC, he's heading into the season, he's probably number five, I'd say. Number six, I'd say. It's a weird group in the NFC right now. It's, I, I just... I would slap myself if I was saying that a year ago. I mean, the the, the resurgence he was able to come through was just unbelievable. I, 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 let's put him at five. You got you got hurt. You got yeah yeah. I'll, I'll put him at number five. He's in that Geno category. <laughs> I like that call, and I'll tell you, Ben. Just to uh, strengthen the argument there, I was looking at your guys' schedule. I think you play eleven or twelve games in domes this year. Uh, at the Cowboys, oh, yeah. at the Saints, of yeah. course, at Minnesota. So that's 11 right there. Um, Tampa should probably be good weather when you guys go down there. Unfortunately, Packers are early on. Um, the Bears are in a week uh, 14. So maybe the only yeah. game with potential weather hiccups, but it seems like it should work out pretty well for golf in terms of the situation of throwing the football. Absolutely. I mean, just like you said, I mean, that's just a, a best-case scenario for that offense, for Jared Goff, and just kind of any past, con- past concerns about his fumble fingers or small hands or the stuff that people have talked about. I mean, he's, he's rolling into the season right in the fifth longest streak in league history without throwing an interception. So, I mean, anything you can kind of keep it clean for him is good news for sure. But, yeah, I'm looking at it right now, too. In week 14 in Chicago, that might be the only – nasty outdoor game on the schedule barring something weird elsewhere. So yeah, good call on that for sure. Ben, we have about two minutes left here. Just you already said you like them to win a division. What about further than that? Well, what is a realistic expectation if Detroit does win the NFC North for the first time? Is it win the home playoff game and that's good enough? Or is it something further than that? You know what I'm telling you right now. I, I'm, the, Lions, the Lions fans don't want to hear this right now, and there's there's no moral victors for this where this team is. But getting to the playoffs is absolutely the first step. And if they were to win this division, 
I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't think people around the nation realize how big that would be in and of itself winning the division. The lions haven't won their division since they were in the NFC central. So, I mean, that's just <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have won the Lions division more recently than the Lions have won it. And they haven't been in the same division for about two decades. So, I mean, that would be a massive, massive candle. And Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes would pretty much earn lifetime contracts at that point, it would seem like. But, I mean, they're not going to take moral victors. But getting to the playoffs, potentially winning the, a division, winning a playoff game, I mean, that is a good place to start. This place, This team hasn't won a playoff game since uh, I think I was about two years old and I turned 35 this year. So, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of big milestones they're trying to knock down this year, but I, I, I do think getting there, winning a division, that would be a, that would be a pretty special moment around these parts. Jeff, when anybody reminds me how much older I am than them, it's time for them to go. <laughs> <laughs> He's Ben Raven. You can find him uh, on the tweets or whatever we're calling them these days now at Benjamin S. Raven. Covers the Detroit Lions for MLive.com. Ben, thanks for hanging out with us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank Absolutely. You. Dustin, what are we calling tweets now these days? Uh, X? Well, no, I, th- I think they're still called tweets. I think the app is still ca- called Twitter. The website is still Twitter.com, but they've rebranded as X. We're going to have to look that up during the break to see if they changed the name or not of what tweets actually are. We'll also have a list. We'll have a top 10. It's actually a top 11 from our guy, Dustin Sweetelson. It's a good one. It's a good one indeed. We'll tell you next on Sharp Money. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. The NFL betting guide out now. And the college football guide comes out next week. Get previews, predictions for every D1 team and conference, best bets on futures and season win totals, plus an in depth breakdown of how you can use your betting splits and power ratings to make you a smarter, better this season. Sign up before the end of July and receive both guides and full VEASAN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl. 
and an early bird discount of $175. Or sign up on a monthly subscription and get your first 30 days for only $19 to see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. This offer ends on the last of July. That's July 31, so don't miss out on these deals. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Become part of the sports betting family today. Welcome back in. I'm Jeff Parles. I'm all Shaw's here. Dustin's here. So, I don't know if this is true or not. Twitter X or whatever it's called now. Dustin, it's not a tweet anymore. It's now an... It is spelled X-E-E-T of what you now send out on that website. Seriously? Yes. I'm thinking of, like, uh, Coming to America. Patrick's not here, so we could do movie references. <laughs> Coming to America, the barber scene. Yeah. Where they're talking about Muhammad Ali, and the barber's like, his mama named him X. I'm going to call it. Or his, his mama named him Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. His mama named him Twitter. I'm going to call him Twitter. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is, the, this is honestly one of the dumbest things that's ever happened in our lifetime. It's pretty 17, stupid. I, I, 17 years of brand recognition for ego, to change it for ego? I can't disagree with Prince Akeem. Prince Akeem. <laughs> did you watch the sequel, by the way? I did not. Oh, it's, uh, comedies are in a different world right now. Just slightly. Yeah. Just slightly. So, Dustin, before we get into your top 10, which is actually a top 11 list. I couldn't get it down to 10. It's good. I like this. We also had the debate this morning also of what what constitutes a long shot as well. Yeah, you know, because everyone looks at it differently. I just kind of made it the standard 25 to 1 or greater was going to be a long shot because anything shorter than that, like, I mean, anyone could tell you to bet Jordan Travis. You know what I mean? Anyone could tell you to, to, to bet some of the, the, the shorter guys on the board. So I figure we go 25 to 1 here. I don't, I don't mind this at all. Uh, to me, I think when you look at it, it's a really, really solid, solid play when you get some of these guys out here in terms of numbers. So, Dustin, we have a pro tip first, and yeah. then we'll be ready to go on your top 10 and I'll let you tell you tell everyone what your top 10 is as well. Yep. Uh, so the pro tip came via Steve Fezzik. You can use game of the year and look ahead lines to find middles. Like for now, he brought up the Steelers in week three or at Las Vegas, and they are currently a favorite by one point. Fezzik projects it to be about three, three and a half when the game kicks off. You bet Steelers now at minus one. Then you bet at the week of the game. If everything works out as Steve projects it to be, you could have yourself a nice little middle. He thinks it's going to be Pittsburgh three and a half. When it comes to fruition week three at the Death Star, just a little bit north of us here in Vegas. All right, Dustin, it's your time. Your top 10 list of the week. So I started doing my research for college football season, so we'll kick things off here. First day back from vacay. My top 11 Heisman future long shot bets, 25 to 1 or greater. So your bonus bet you're going to get from me, the 11th one, because I just cannot quit this guy. I find myself constantly backing him. I have bet him to win the Heisman last year. He got hurt, kind of let me down. However, it's year two for him in Norman, and that's Dylan Gabriel. He's 50 to 1 on the board right now. It's a full offseason knowing where he's living in Oklahoma, but also third year with offensive coordinator Jeff Levy. Because remember, Levy came over with him to the Sooners. Uh, he was second in the Big 12 in passing a year ago, 31 touchdowns, six interceptions, 62.7%. 
I think Oklahoma could sneakily win the Big 12. I think they're good enough. The defense is obviously better with Brent Venables at the helm. So I think 50 to 1 on Dylan Gabriel is an intriguing number. I like it a lot. I think Dylan Gabriel plays for Oklahoma. They've had seven Heisman Trophy winners. This is one of the marquee programs in college football. Of course, you're going to have the spotlight in the Red River game. I think his mobility, his ability to throw the football, if this offense gets going, I think he could be a pretty good sneaky player, especially coming from a program like Boomer Sooner. I'm so low on Oklahoma this year. Well, I think that's why I'm buying is because most people are. Yeah, I, I'm so low on OU. And look, at 50-1, to 1, if they find themselves and Oklahoma goes 11-1 and 1 and is in the Big 12 title game, it's probably because Dylan Gabriel has a Heisman quality season. And he had some monster years with UCF. Some monster games for sure. His first year and then a pretty good uh, second season uh, in Orlando. So we need him to recapture some of that with some better weapons. Although losing Mims hurts, losing the running back Gray hurts. So there are some issues there that he's going to have to overcome. But it's still Oklahoma. Uh, the next bet, number 10 on the board for me, is Wisconsin running back Braylon mm-hmm. Allen. 80-1 to 1 right now I found him. Look, only three running backs have won the Heisman since the year 2000. Derrick Henry was the last one to do it back in 2015. The last non-quarterback to win was Devontae Smith in 2020. And so there's a lot working against us in betting a running back to win the Heisman. However, there aren't many running backs in college football coming off back-to-back 1,200-yard seasons. He had a down 2022, but he's still just 19 years old. This team, this program, Wisconsin, he gets an upgrade at head coach. He gets an upgrade at quarterback that will allow him to run more because they will be able to now throw the ball that will give him opportunities to run into defenses, not set to take on a runner of his size and his caliber. He is a beast physically. If they're going to succeed, it's because he has a good year on the ground. That's why Braylon Allen at 80 to one is a very large number that I am fascinated with. I love this play, and normally I'm not an advocate of running backs. A couple of factors you alluded to already. Bringing in Luke Fickle, the new head coach from Cincinnati. He'll upgrade this team. You mentioned Tanner Mordecai under center at quarterback. Also, that improves. They haven't had a decent quarterback there since Russell Wilson. It's unbelievable how many bad quarterbacks Wisconsin's had for a long time. But I also think, Jeff, when you're a running back at Wisconsin, you get the credit. This program, since you go back to the early 90s with Barry Alvarez, has produced tremendous running backs. I think Braylon Allen, for my money, is not only the best running back in the Big Ten, I think he's the best running back in college football. I saw ESPN's top 25, they have Blake Corum. I think Corum's tremendous, but I think Corum is probably the second or third best running back in the Big Ten. Um, I I get Donovan Edwards, uh, Raheem Sanders at Arkansas, Nicholas Singleton at Penn State. I'm telling you right now, every guy I just mentioned, I'm taking Braylon Allen over all of them. My big concern is that Wisconsin's offense isn't going to be what Wisconsin's offense has been forever. I think with Longo going in as the OC, that is my one concern with that. But very talented running back, 80-1. to Just like you said, Dustin, it's hard to win it at that position now. You think it's hard to say, hey, guys, turn around, hand the ball off. We got the best player at his position. I I don't think it's that. But I think because they're going to pass more, See, I, I think there's always a misconception that, like, if a team's going to become more throw-happy with Tanner Mordecai at quarterback, a guy who came from the spread, you know, over at SMU, people think, oh, they're going to throw more. The running backs become irrelevant. I don't think that's the case. I think it's actually going to open up opportunities for him to exploit the defense. I, I like this play a lot. And then the last one here, number nine. I, I've seen him listed at a bunch of different books. The one that I found here was 25-1. to 1. And I just think that is way too long for the situation. And that's Sam Hartman of Notre Dame, 25-1 to 1 to win the Heisman. 
I don't know if he's going to win it. There's a lot working against him with that Notre Dame schedule. It's super tough. But here's the deal. He made stars out of two and three stars at Wake Forest. Do you know, like, he has the most passing touchdowns over the last two seasons in college football. He wasn't part of the system in Wake Forest. He was the system at Wake Forest. Like, I think people are going to find out how good Sam Hartman really is now that he's going to get the national exposure at Notre Dame, and that plays into this as well. He's going to get these primetime games on NBC that everyone's going to be watching, and they're going to see how good of a passer of the football he is. In the last two years, only Will Rogers, Bryce Young, and C.J. Stroud have more passing yards than him. Only Stroud and Bryce Young have more touchdowns than him. This is an accomplished guy going to a national program in Notre Dame, and also Notre Dame added a bunch of three, added three four-star wide receivers in the portal for him to get the ball to. I think the number is just very long at 25 to one. You almost have to blindly bet that, bet that with Sam Hartman in this position. I am in a hundred percent agreement of that. hundred uh, yeah. percent. I, 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 I mean, Notre Dame's going to have a vertical passing game for the first time in 30 years. Of all. If I lose this bet, I don't care because it makes too much sense to bet it. Completely agree with both of you guys. The only objection I have on this bet is, do you know, since 1965, Notre Dame has had only one Heisman trophy winner. Really? Tim Brown, 1987. And Tim Brown was the best player in college football that year without question. Uh, but to me, that's the only negative. And I agree with you guys. When you look at the schedule, USC, Ohio State, you can't get any more marquee than that. These are nationally televised games. The, the, Sam Hartman has thrown for 7,900 yards in the last two seasons. This guy has done it with a bag of dirt, no defense at Wake Forest. It's it's really impressive what he's been able to do. I think if he, he's remember, it's going to get off to a good start against Navy. He's probably going to throw for four touchdowns the first weekend in Dublin. I think you're right. I think you're right. That number is not going to be there by the time that even week one gets around. That's all the time we have here on Sharp Money for Dustin for them all. I'm Jeff Parles. We'll see you next time. Visa Prime Times next. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.